episode of Salty Thoughts with Tamal Dodge. Today we are graced with Elisa Goodman. She is a mother, certified holistic nutritionist, author of Cancer Hacks, and Cleanse Creator. Elisa is one of those rare, courageous people who are here to inspire and facilitate an environment of health and wellness for the world. It is an honor to have you with us. It's an honor to be here. Nice meeting you. Yeah, nice meeting (laughs) you. It's like I just reached out to you and what a wonderful world where we can just connect and get on a podcast and share very, very useful and valid information for our listeners. I feel lucky because um, in this world that I've gotten into, that I get to meet people like you. I mean, it's like it's just so abundant in terms of people who are giving and doing great things. And and every day I feel so blessed because it's so full of love and, and healing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even meet you. Now I'm sitting here in your living room <laughs> and we're recording a podcast. But we have mutual friends like Laurie Bregman. We're yes. going down the list. Yep. It's, it's pretty, it's we a were small meant to world. Meet. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get right into it. Um, I think it's always interesting how the past molds us into who we are today. So how did you discover your path? How did you discover health, nutrition, wellness, and looking to inspire the world? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, Growing up, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, and I grew up with two very type A parents. So um, they were on the go constantly. One of those people that had a to-do list a mile long, but actually successfully accomplished the list every day. And I think at at a very early age, it was very intimidating for me because I think my psyche and my physical body didn't know how to keep up with all of this. So I was sick constantly as a kid. I mean, every ailment that came along, I got and digestive issues, chronic sinus issues. Mm. I had the worst bout of mono in high school where I was in bed for about three months. Um, every, I mean, I was constantly tired, so I don't think I ever knew what feeling good felt like, (laughs) but Um, A couple of things happened in those early years. My mom was an asthmatic, and she took me to this place called Rancho La Puerta, Tecate, Mexico. It's a health ranch that in in those days, I think it was sort of more of a a rehab place. It was very, Mm. um, like, just bare bones kind of health ranch, not like what we have today. And she used to take 20, 25 women there at least once or twice a year. And I would go with her when I was 15, probably off and on until I was 24. Wow. And it was the last place I wanted to be at a 15-year-old is at a health ranch with these older women. I wanted to be home watching TV, hanging with my friends, eating right. candy and sugar. And so I was at this health ranch with no phone, no like, you know, basically hardly any electricity, no connection to the outside world. But what I saw with these women was that they changed their life. From the seven days they were there, they were happier. People, they went off, some went off their meds, some went down from their meds. Um, at the, They ate organically grown food, they exercised, they meditated, they did yoga. It was way ahead of the times of where we are today, um, I was quite bored and not that into it, but I think it really instilled in me to watch how you can heal your body in just those seven days and, you know, be happier and be more energized. Um, I don't think I clued in so much at that early age, but as I got older and that was a good thing she did. The negative that happened to me um, at 18 was she took me to see a horoscope or an astrologist and I was dating a guy at the time that she didn't like so I assumed (laughs) she was taking me to the astrologist for the astrologist to say this is a bad relationship get out of it now. Um, The astrologist ended up saying to me that I was going to have a serious illness by the age of 40 Mm. that I might not recover. And so my mom wrote it down on a piece of paper and I carried this piece of paper in a scrapbook in those days with me everywhere I went, probably for the next 15 years, so to speak. And um, 
So I th- that, I think, was always in the back of my mind, too. I wasn't healthy or ready, and and immune system wasn't strong, but then I had this mental image that this woman had told me. That this is going to happen. This, yeah. this is going to happen. I mean, you know how we manifest things in our life, so I totally believe in that. I think I was always looking over my shoulder, but I... I still was on the fast track because my family, you know, was successful and that's what I thought I needed to be. They were in the advertising business. So I moved to New York after college and worked there for about almost 10 years in the advertising business, very fast paced. Again, super unhealthy, um, coffee, bagels, cream cheese, you know, <laughs> like alcohol all night, late nights, no sleep, really tons of stress, you know, just trying to get a cab in those days, right. there was an Uber. <laughs> Um, was really stressful, and there wasn't healthy food. Healthy was sushi, basically, right. you know, for all well, of let's us. Eat something light. That's yeah, what everyone says right? exactly. So I met my husband there, who did the same kind of thing in the advertising business, and we were both stressed. But he got relocated to Los Angeles, and I was so excited because. Finally, I got to come back west mm. and maybe try to regroup with my life and my health and live a slower paced life and get healthier. And we came to LA and about a year later, I was getting a massage and I was sitting up for the massage and the masseuse was massaging my neck and my collarbone and she found a swollen lymph node on my collarbone and she said that that's not good. You're not supposed to have swollen lymph nodes there. Um, The neck is okay, but not the collarbone. So I went to the doctor and the doctor hadn't even biopsied it, hadn't done anything, felt the lymph node and said to me, oh my God, this could be cancer. Gosh. So you know how doctors are in terms of like, they're not really great bedside matter, a lot of them. Um, My grandfather's a doctor. I come from a family of MDs, so I know what you're talking about. So I hope he has a better bedside (laughs) matter than that. I mean, I hope he holds back (laughs) until he knows what the prognosis is or um, what, what is the diagnostic, you know, of what happened. So long story short, Interestingly, I um, went to three, got three opinions, and I think at the time, I had my dream job, actually, at the time. I was working for Vogue magazine. It really wasn't the dream job that everybody thinks it is. Um, If you've seen the movie Devil Wears Prada, it was very much Devil Wears Prada. So (laughs) I got diagnosed when I was there, and um, I ended up taking a leave of absence, but I, the doctors all were scaring me in terms of chemo radiation you have to freeze your eggs because you haven't had kids yet bone marrow transplants and it was so scary and I took a step back and I went wow this is an early stage of Hodgkin's lymphoma and I think in my gut of the things I learned at Rancho La Puerta and just in terms of reading a lot of stuff along the way because I was never really feeling so great I was sort of dabbling in nutrition um, that I realized I have to change my lifestyle. It was a huge wake-up call. And I was scared, but I felt more, I'd say, more energized in the fact of this is really telling me that things aren't working for me. So I did do half of the radiation that they recommended. I didn't do any chemo. And the doctor, my oncologist, let me go because I didn't listen to him. Right. And um, so I found a great radiologist and did that. And then I changed, I really changed my life. I became a vegan. I started meditating, which is was seriously difficult right. <laughs> in those days, and doing yoga and, you know, just trying to slow myself down. I went into therapy to get, like, involved in those unresolved emotions that were pent up inside me, um, the anger, the, just the frustration of life that I hadn't dealt with. Um, and I feel like I came out the other end in such a better way. I feel like I healed myself. Yeah. I went on to have two healthy girls, and they're 21 and 18 today. Wow. And um, But nine years later, my husband was diagnosed with cancer. And what are the chances of that? Yeah. Two parents having cancer. And he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he wasn't as successful. He was really, really scared. 
Um, his dad died of melanoma when he was two. Mm. So I don't know if that played into it as well. Maybe he thought it was a death sentence, but he followed to a T the doctor's orders after two bone marrow transplants and basically a year. Um, He was diagnosed in a year and a half after that he got fungal pneumonia because his immune system was so suppressed and he passed away. And infection. Yes. Yeah. So not really the cancer, but um, the doctors wouldn't listen to me. I'm like, his immune system needs a break. We need to like yeah. build him up. We need. To, he's drinking Ensure. <sighs> uh huh. But I mean, just yeah. mac and cheese and Jello and Ensure. You know what's yeah. in the hospitals. Hospital food is the worst food. The worst. Yeah. You're trying to heal these people, and you get this crap. And emotionally, it wasn't a good place because it was so sterile. Yeah. And um, he just he wasn't happy there so and he was in isolation from the transplants but anyway it was really really traumatic it took about two years to come out of like a fog and i realized that um i wanted to help people with this terrible disease but it didn't just equate to cancer because the terrible diseases are autoimmune depression add you know i could go on and on heart disease goes on everywhere diabetes, constipation, I mean, digest. So it's, it's really crazy. And I just, I really love people. And that's why I love sales when I was doing it. And I realized I really want to help and I can help because I feel like I healed myself. And, um, I know that anything, I always had this feeling anything could be healed. Anything could be, you know, fixed if you want it. So some clients come in and they want to heal some clients come in, they don't want to heal. And you and I can always tell. So, um, and I, the ones that want to heal, heal and become, you know, much more productive and passionate and have a purpose in their life. And so I just, I, that's how I got, I, I went back to school and got certified in Eastern and Western holistic nutrition. I did all the Western modalities and Chinese and Ayurvedic and holistic remedies and flower essence remedies and essential oils and it was awesome. Um, and then I graduated and one of my really dear friends had brought Cafe Gratitude down from Northern California mm. to LA. So I think it was probably five years ago, four or five years ago, and she asked me to create a cleanse for them. Yeah. I knew nothing about cleansing. <laughs> and so I had to dive into learning about cleansing, but it wasn't so difficult because their food was cleansing. Right. So I put a cleanse program together for them. I did that for three years. And the year after I started Cafe Gratitudes, um, the owner of M Cafe, the mm. macrobiotic yeah. restaurant in LA, he's a friend of mine. So he asked me to come do a cleanse for them. And so I did that one as well. Um, and I'm still doing that one. It's called yeah. Reset Your Life with M Cafe. And then I'm friends with the new owners of Erewhon. Mm. And they asked me to come in and design a cleanse for them. Um, that one was very short-lived because it was they were in the process of rebuilding, redesigning their stores. Yeah. And people like a had... relaunch. Exactly. So it wasn't good timing. and But they also... Um, people had to come in and choose their foods and their juices and all of that. And they didn't want to do that. They just wanted it packaged, which I totally get. Um, But it was fun because I love Erewhon and I got to know their whole store and their, and their philosophy. And I actually have two juices there at the moment. One's called Alyssa's thyroid juice Mm -hmm. and one's called Alyssa's immunity juice. Um, So I still feel very much attached to them. Yeah. Connected. Yeah. I do think it's the number one health food store in the country. Yeah, I mean, just their organic options are unreal. It really is. Their quality, yeah. their, their food. I mean, they're, the owners are foodies. So yeah. even um, like at their deli section, the stuff tastes good. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's not just slopped together. <laughs> totally. Totally. There's a purpose. There's a reason for things. Um, and then I just finished last year redoing the whole menu for Earth Bar. Mm. They have 22 locations. Yeah, they're everywhere. Uh, they're all in the equinoxes right. and everything. Exactly. So um, we did a whole new menu for them because they want, they're coming out with Earth Bar food instead right. of like getting food from other sources. Um, they are launching first in about a couple of weeks at the airport at the United Terminal wow. at their the farmer's market. 
Yeah, that's crazy that the airport's opening up stuff like that. Like, they have now real food daily and things oh, like that. Thank God, Yeah, right? it's unbelievable because usually it's just like McDonald's and a Starbucks and... I know. <laughs> and everyone gets junk food, sugared up, caffeinated up, and hit the sky. <laughs> it's just like the worst combination. It is the worst combination. Uh, your story, though, is, is really unique and it's really inspiring. I mean, I always think about that sometimes we have to stand at the precipice of fear, loss, and find ourselves, you know? And right. it all comes in different shapes and forms in our life. And I've had a lot of things happen to me in my life. And I always say you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as a curse or it's a blessing Mm -hmm. and whichever way you're going to take it. I mean, Einstein has something similar to that where he says you can live your life in two ways. One is if everything is a miracle. The other is if nothing is a miracle. And um, like you were saying, people people come into you and you can tell which ones are ready and which ones are not, which ones are really believing they can heal themselves and which can't feel like they can't. So um, I do believe that, you know, your attitude and your commitment to something is really going to affect the outcome oh yeah the mental yeah you know like i was saying the manifestation of maybe that woman the astrologist telling me i was going to get sick <laughs> when i was got it at 32 i was like oh thank god it's 32 and not 40 and you know it's like i think there was some part of me manifesting that and i think that our health issues are like almost 95 94 95 percent mental mm. So if you have this thought that you're not well, and you know, we know, I mean, mind, I don't know if you read the book Mind Over Medicine Mm -hmm. by Lissa Rankin. She's an MD and did research on her, she's an OBGYN, her clients weren't getting healthy. And she was like, this is not okay. And she did this research at very high end, like Harvard Medical School, Stanford. She found out the placebo effect, Mm. like people had tumors and they went in for radiation, but did not get radiation. And tumors shrunk. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like there's a whole book about these stories. Or when you're going to, you don't feel good and you're on your way to the doctor and you feel better. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah, exactly. And it's just the attitude and your mental decisions about things. I mean, you can look at that in any aspect of your life. We all had moments where we're depressed. And so we facilitate an environment of depression. We sleep in, keep the shades drawn. We yeah. don't go see the world. We eat bad food. It's this way of our, it's like a way of just, um, I want to say self-mutilation, but self-sabotage is a better word for it. And when you decide that you want to make a change and you have that mental switch turn from dark to light, you start doing things that are naturally going to facilitate a healing environment. You open right. the shades, you wake up early, you exercise, you be around people, um, surround, your, surround yourself around people that love and care about you. So... Um, you make better choices yeah, for yourself. Exactly. I mean, you know what your choices should be, but yeah, you kind of lose sight of that as mm-hmm. well. So I want to detour, and well, not really detour, <laughs> but talk a little bit about uh, cleansing and why cleansing is important for us. Such a hot topic. I've been right. around forever, right? <laughs> Since you've been in the business for so long, you've—I mean, I'm sure you've seen all the old ways of cleansing. Yeah, right? I the was, master. Yeah, I was actually. Uh, my family, they were, I was raised in a yoga ashram, and my family, uh, there were seven children in my family, um, five boys, two girls. And then our closest family friends, they had 13 children. <laughs> we just don't have kids like that anymore, <laughs> oh but we did. And so our closest family friends, um, the mother name was Kathy Hoshijo, and Kathy had the first ever vegetarian cooking show on PBS called Kathy Cooks Naturally mm-hmm. from 79 wow. to 91, I think it was. And as a kid, I was like running around behind the scenes and it was all about eating a whole food plant-based diet. So we were raised around health and nutrition and cleansing. Yes, I remember the master cleanse. Right. And Kathy was um, uh, not only a host of a TV show, but she did a lot of counseling and helped people cure themselves of cancer and heart disease and a whole variety of things. And so yeah. I definitely have seen a lot, but and I want to hear your process. the transition. I mean, I... I really these days preach cleansing as a lifestyle Um, and I know it has been around but I think we've gotten into these periods of you know you like we were talking earlier you're depressed or you don't feel good or your you know your digestion's not working and your skin doesn't look good and all of a sudden you're gonna jump into a cleanse and um, a juice cleanse is really what's been hot and do that for three five seven days and um, you know feel better um the combination of like also juice cleanses and colonics has been really 
So I think it's so like, I think it's so hard on the body to do that. I think you, it shocks the body and as well as it's so hard to maintain. So then you go back to your life and then how do you eat and how do you, how do you cleanse? I cleanse for two days. Now I'm going to go have some Carl's Jr. That's what happens. It's so wild, but so the cleansing lifestyle, um, is really what you're just saying. It's all about going back to the basics of real food. It's like eating not processed food. It's staying away from inflammatory foods, as we all know, sugar and gluten and dairy and, you know, just chemicals. I mean, we are loaded with chemicals and we don't even know it. Like we have chemicals in our food, we have chemicals in our air and our water and, you know, in our clothes, right? I mean, in our cosmetics. So we're onslaughted with toxins. And some people are okay with like their bodies are working at a really great place where they can detoxify them and the liver's in good shape and the gut's in good shape and you know the organs are healthy but a lot of us don't have healthy organs and we can't process everything and we get backed up so um, it basically is so crucial I feel to do daily cleansing and there are things that I talk about that it almost feels really so funny because it's stuff that's been around forever Mm. and it's just trying to remind people like the lemon water which is who hasn't known about that it's like been around for centuries yeah but you find people who are like oh i have been doing the lemon water but i've been doing is i open up my bottle of perrier and i put lemon in that and you're like wait a minute hold on let's do actual just purified flat water with it because it's hard in the beginning stages when you're taught nothing about health and nutrition and in school you're just taught you need calcium drink a lot of milk and eat a lot of cheese if you need protein eat a lot of meat if you need this Mm -hmm. eat of this because that is our understanding of food and our understanding is very limited it's very curbed it is and it's sad because the um what you just said is so what i don't believe in and that's what i got i was brought up with as well um it we have big companies you know, like um, the General Mills or the Cokes, and they're pushing all this crap. And most of America, you know, doesn't know that it, it's not really good for us. So, I mean, growing up, we did eat healthier. We definitely had the processed stuff, but um, we did have sit down for dinners and we had, you know, veggies and animal protein and we had more balanced meals um but today we're not doing that we're eating on the run and we're eating out and we're eating fast food so our culture has really become like toxic Mm. so cleansing like i said the lemon water is sort of a no-brainer because it and most people it's so funny i'll say what is the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up and it's like well i go have my avocado toast or i go have my coffee and or my bulletproof and i'm like and no water like you are dehydrated when you wake up so i'm trying to get people just to go for that 16 ounces with lemon in the water and i try to do it have them do it three times a day Mm. so i think that's the ultimate like in the morning and after lunch and after dinner so um that that really feels good and drinking enough water Um, but you also need minerals in your body to absorb the water because a lot of times we drink all this water like people are saying I drink lots of water but it's like they just pee it out so it's not going into the cells so that's kind of crucial too we need all the minerals in our body which is lacking in our soil and in our food but the cleanse, I do a cleanse right now that um, it's called a soup cleanse and I cook and deliver twice a month to 30 people and it's I started it a year and a half ago in January and it's a perfect example of what I think of as cleansing. Um, it is so fun. I mean, I get to handhold these people and talk to them who I wouldn't normally like meet on one-on-one. But um, it has a detox tonic in the morning that they start with, which is coconut kefir, full of probiotics, coconut water, fermented, aloe vera, fresh lemon juice, fresh ginger juice, cayenne, and um, oh, and it has this love water. Mm. It's water that's been blessed Mm. and intentioned by a shaman. And it's so cool. It's like everybody loves this detox tonic. And then they go into a protein bar that's homemade, you know, with nuts and seeds and real food, flax and really great omegas and some superfoods. 
And then they do a salad three times a week so that they could at least chew, because chewing is crucial. Um, and in the afternoon they do fermented veggies and at night they do like different soups every night. And then at, after dinner they do a turmeric latte or I do an inner peace tonic which is with cacao and gynostema tea and reishi, so again some great superfoods. Mm. Um, so it's filling, it's nurturing, and it's also not depriving. Right. I don't believe in deprivation. So it is, it's like just it's really trying to eat 80% of the time real food so because your liver and your gut knows they knows how to digest it and your liver knows how to process this stuff but it doesn't really know what to do with the chemicals that and in the in the in the processed food right plus it doesn't know what to do with like you know bad fats and it knows what to do with good fats and so it really is just going back to the basics of you know, like homegrown food as much as possible. Yeah. And you can change, you can, in five days, you can totally change how your body feels. And I think in seven days, you can rebuild, you know, regenerate cells, you can rebuild your gut. So. Yeah, um, you can regenerate your body, I think, in drastic ways and do amazing things. There's that saying in the medical field, which is ironic, but it's in the medical field, it says, the body's innate ability to heal itself, which is really yes. funny because most of the time in the medical field, we don't let the body heal itself. We gotta like stick this thing in here, take that thing orally, yeah. do this thing. So um, you're so right, like the supplement market and yeah. If yeah. you give your body the ability and the time and the space to do it, you can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff sounds actually really, I think, delicious. But I just eat really healthy food all the time so, so you, don't, you don't need to cleanse. I just think it sounds good I'm like I just eat that all the time right <laughs> because I think at a certain point when you start eating really healthy and you notice the way your body feels it's hard to go back because as soon as you start eating junk food again your body feels the way it used to yeah and you go wow I really wasn't feeling good at all before this is terrible and then you start just eating healthy all the time and you unknowingly you're cleansing all the time totally eating foods that are purifying that are detoxifying is going to keep your body running longer and healthier and i always tell people they're like well why do i do a cleanse i go if you never change the oil in your car what would happen to your car right go oh it would probably break down i'm like well your body is a machine it's a vehicle you have to clean house Mm -hmm. at least once a year yeah very least once a year because we're living like you said in an environment of pesticides, smog. I'm like, even our electronic devices are toxic for us. Like, right. And we're constantly surrounded by them. Our cell phone's in our pocket. I got a computer sitting around us or on our lap. It's like everything around us is creating toxicity, acidity, all these things. Like we need to give our body that space to heal, to be nourished. Right. And it's, it's becoming worse because yeah, the electronic devices, I mean, with the generation, our next generation that's growing up, is they're glued to them. Oh, they're yeah. sleeping with them. Oh my goodness. So it is a little, it's scary. Yeah, I always get uh, freaked out when people are asleep and they're sleeping with their cell phone like on their head, by their head on their yes. pillow all night long. You're like, oh my God, yeah. take that thing and like throw it in the other room. <laughs> turn it all off. Like at night, I turn everything off. I turn the internet off, everything off. And, you know, I believe that, you know, you've got to create the least amount of electromagnetic hum yeah. in your environment as you can. Um, Speaking of electronic magnet, or that is it EMT, or is we, my husband, when he passed away, a friend of mine had a machine that she wanted to test our house with because she felt like maybe the wires in our house weren't grounded mm. and there was something in the house in regards to that, those electronic frequencies. Um, and when she came over, his side of the bed was off the charts in terms of mm. that frequency right of and also downstairs in our family room where we spent a lot of time so that was so fascinating to me and scary yeah really because i didn't had include into that at that time yeah and there's so i mean there's so much to think about but i liked what you said earlier that just drinking lemon water to start with a little the little changes create huge huge impact on your health your mental state you know, for a lot of us, just drinking water is a difficult thing because most people are used to drinking, like you said, coffee, 
soda. Yeah. Oh, my sister-in-law, she drink well, she used to. She'd drink a Mountain Dew, and then she stopped now waking up drinking Mountain Dew. But that's what America is feeding you and telling you to do. It's like right. coffee, you know, junk food, eggs, bacon. Eat up, eat this when you get up, and hopefully you don't feel like you're going to die through the rest of the day. Take enough Red Bull so that right. you're flying through the environment. Um, well, I'm a believer also in that lemon water is so important, but the next thing, I love juices. Hmm. Like I juice almost every day, so I'm a big proponent of juices. And I know there's a lot of controversy about juices and smoothies and which is better and which you know, isn't, and then also the juices out there. I mean, the market has really exploded. Um, but I believe so strongly that, you know, it's so easy to do at home. You know, the juicers that you can get on Amazon are really not that expensive. There's a Breville for like, you know, $179. Yeah. And you can juice, you know, really great, like romaine has great nutrients and celery and cucumber and lemon and ginger and simple things that also aren't that expensive in regards to, you know, having to go buy all this produce and spending the money on juicing. Mm. Um, but cilantro and parsley, those are huge detoxifiers. I mean, I think you just, you need like a, I think it's a either a quarter cup of cilantro to detox heavy metals and a half a cup of parsley in your to get metals out of Which the body. Which is nothing in a green juice. And you throw it in there. Yeah. And, um, and also, I don't know if you know, but celery is a huge liver detoxifier. A lot of people don't know that. Um, it also rebuilds the hydrochloric acid in your gut. So if you drink celery juice, which is a little strange, for seven days, you can rebuild the hydrochloric acid in your gut and detox your liver at the same time. Mm. And you can go off your acid reflux and GERD um, pills. Yeah. You know, it, I, you know, like you said, there's people are arguing a little bit out in the health world of, oh, smoothies or juices or things like that. To me, we have to look at the rest of the world. The rest of the world, most uh, most people are taught to eat uh, processed, mm -hmm. unhealthy, non-organic foods. So whether they choose to drink a smoothie or a juice Doesn't is matter. no matter what is going to be a huge upgrade. And, ju and juicing in general, I think, is wonderful. I mean... We live in an environment where we eat so much cooked food, and cooked food is lacking in enzymes. And it's just a great way to get a heavy dose of enzymes because we deplete our enzymes. Every time you eat cooked food, there's no enzymes. It's been cooked out of it. So you're using your own storage depot of enzymes to process and break down that food. But you're taking juices, which is a large amount of produce, put into a cup that you can drink. You're going to build up your storage depot of enzymes, and enzymes are like the construction workers for your body. Completely. So I'm... And that the enzymes are, yeah, are causing... Lack of enzymes are causing such big issues. Yeah. You know, because people don't have them. You're right. And they're not being able to break down their food and then be able to use it for energy or... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the juices, I feel, are like a liquid vitamin IV. As long as you don't put all the fruit and sugar. I, I love fruit and I love eating fruit, but I don't love the fact of putting fruit <laughs> in the juices all of that but that's what you know people aren't drinking the juices that are already made out there in the world without the fruit because they mm. don't t they don't taste good yeah like you watch a documentary like fat sick and nearly dead you see a, a an undeniable change in the two gentlemen that are yeah. drinking juices in there i mean they go through a complete not only physical change, their energy changes, their ideas change. They're out there inspiring other people to do it at the end of the movie. The trucker is like holding huge <laughs> I love that. communes of people together and talking about juicing and talking about how much weight he lost and inspiring other people. I mean, it's a, it just shows you the power of changing your physical body will inspire you to not only mentally change yourself, but help other people. You just become a yeah. positive force in the world. Right. Um, I agree. And smoothies are great too. Yeah. I mean, oh, like wonderful. you said, you know, if you don't juice and that's not your thing, you know, throwing in some veggies into a, into a blender is also phenomenal and throwing some superfoods in there. And I mean, that's stellar in regards to, you know, what we're used to and getting up and going to Starbucks and, you know, having that huge frappuccino. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think about, you know, family, friends and things like that, where I've seen them go through complete changes just by doing little changes, little tiny yeah. shifts and that inspires them to do more. So 
baby steps in the beginning that are going to make eventual big leaps and bounds for yourself. And like you said, when you do eat this way, like you do incorporate, like let's say you just have lemon juice and a green juice or lemon water and a green juice. I mean, that is huge in regards to restructuring how your taste buds even like want things, how you, how you, you won't crave sugar or carbs or a lot of the, or the processed stuff as much Mm -hmm. because your body's getting the nutrients at a cellular level. So that's what I think is so blows my mind. It's just like you could do those two things and be in, you know, feel so much better. Yeah. And it's like what you said earlier, like some of the stuff that you're saying has been around for a long time. We Mm -hmm. just don't talk about it and it's not really in mainstream uh, news or television or on social media, um, like drinking lemon water. But all this stuff, I mean, even the ideas of enzymes. I mean, Dr. Edward Howell was writing about this stuff way back when and enzyme nutrition. And you look at guys like uh, Dr. Pottinger. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Pottinger. This guy was like in the 1930s. He took a litter of kittens and he separated them, six in one group, six in the other. He fed the each litter, each half of the litter the exact same food, except one half of the litter was fed a cooked version of the food. The other half was fed a raw version of the food. The ones that were fed the cooked version all died early and had chronic disease and cancer and all these things. The ones who were fed raw food lived a full-term life and died of old age. Then he kept the, those kittens, had the kittens of their own, and he fed the generation of the raw food kittens still raw food. The second generation of the cooked food kittens, he fed them still cooked food. The second generation of the cooked food kittens, they died even earlier than their parents because they, depl- they had their parents depleted enzymes and they died of cancer and all wow. these diseases. The other kittens who were fed raw food still lived to old age and died. And then he stopped because he thought it was unethical, which right. it was. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to do this to cats anymore. I'm right. going to stop this experiment. But it just shows a lot. This stuff's been going around forever. People have known about it. Mm-hmm. But it just needs to be talked about like we're talking about it now right. and hopefully inspiring people to take their health in their own hands. That's such a good point what you just made, what you just said about the parents. You know, if the parents' biological like makeup isn't good, it does get passed down mm. to the, and that that is what I always ask my clients, you know, how did you come into the world? What was the life like? Mom and dad, were they healthy? And sort of what were their ailments. Or they chain smoking when you're pregnant. (laughs) They're pregnant with you. And a lot of them were. And they were, you know, drinking and smoking or stressed and not happy. And, you know, you come into Mm. the world in a place where you're not in a, you know, you're sort of in a fear-based mode because it's not a happy place. So that makes a difference as well. So, and and you have lack of enzymes. You're right. You you can be born with all of that. Less hydrochloric acid, less enzymes. Uh, what is your process for creating some of your cleanses? What, how does that entail? Do you sit down, get a giant drawing board out, map out what you're trying to get people to feel and do and experience? Well, it's interesting because it's in all different. It comes in all different ways. If it's a restaurant, it's um, really focusing in on what their belief system is. So Cafe Gratitude was raw and vegan, and so um, that was, of course, all raw vegan. Um, what I saw with that cleanse, which was really interesting, was people who were dealing with illnesses or autoimmune or where their body was working a little overtime at trying to heal themselves, they didn't do so well on the raw vegan diet for five days. They did crash. I was either mm. pulling them off the ceiling or off the floor um, because it was too much for the body to process. Um, and then macrobiotic was more based on, you know, the balance of cooked and raw and a little bit of um, protein, fish, mm. tofu, and a little bit of grains. Just making sure it was gluten-free and making sure it was really... The a, standard macrobiotic yes, method. Yes, but, yeah. in, but in a, it was a little more modernized because we did have juices in there and we have a smoothie and um, I made sure like it... It, everything was gluten-free and and pe- and made sure that if people didn't soy didn't agree with them you know we just did legumes mm. so it was it we I really do try to focus on the individual even with a restaurant cleanse um, they're great because they let me sort of specialize it for them and same with mine like I do find out what foods work for certain people and what foods don't I do individual cleanses for all my clients um, they, they look at them as food plans, but I look at them as cleanse 
plants mm. and because um, they're in here trying to get healthy so um, I find out what works what doesn't work what times of day they eat what times of day is not good for them and really what kinds of foods will best serve them because as you know certain foods for you work great but certain foods for me are not gonna be good um, I love tempeh because mm. it's fermented and it has the beneficial I bacteria like too. I, and I almost can't get enough of it and edamame I love so and they're great protein sources but I don't tofu doesn't agree with me I'll have tofu and I won't feel well so same kind of thing with the clients certain foods they'll feel great with I mean I love lentils some people don't do great with lentils some people don't do great with chia seeds so it's a very individual process but it does it does incorporate a lot of what I just talked about earlier. It's forcing them to drink more water, lemon water, trying to get them even to put even a even a pinch of sea salt for the minerals mm. um, in there. I mean, they think it's going to bloat them, but it de-bloats <laughs> them. There's just, like, it just depends on the person. Yeah, I, I think, uh, God, you could talk into, we can get into a conversation about everything. I mean, most people don't realize how bad just standard table salt is for the body. Yes. And there's a huge difference in salts and what they do for you. But is there any um, universal foods that you find that are beneficial for everybody that you try to incorporate into your client's diets? Anything that you see as a standard besides, obviously, water? <laughs> <laughs> that I've been talking about the whole time. Um, there are. There are. Uh, there are so many. So, I mean... I really, I mean, we, you know, the vegetables are crucial. So leafy greens are full of antioxidants, phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals. I mean, they're, they're no brainer. Um, and cruciferous vegetables also are major detoxifiers. So, mm. um, again, they're a no brainer in regards to hopefully incorporating more of that into people's diets. Um, they don't eat enough of it as, as you yes. can imagine. Um, one salad, of romaine lettuce, you know, with some tomatoes, cucumber, and avocado is their idea of, of veggies. So, and then the other thing is fruit. I mean, we have become a society where uh, so many people are avoiding fruit because of candida, candida, mm. um, yeast. They're saying like too much sugar. I mean, fruit is like the fountain of youth. Yeah. So I feel like it is so full of nutrients and I don't think we could live without it. So it's so interesting to see what's happening out there where people are staying away from berries and apples and even bananas. Um, I know that certain things, you know, sometimes bananas don't agree with certain people, but oh my God, they're so good for you. Yeah, I think that the thing that people probably don't realize is um, that we need to balance out our pH. You know, or everyone's like, oh, I got to drink alkaline water. I need to have more alkaline things in my diet. Um, but the irony is, is when you ask a lot of people about, okay, well, what is acid and alkaline or pH? What does pH even stand for? And then people go, I have no idea. <laughs> and it's potential of hydrogen. And you have this scale of zero to 14. And everything that goes higher to 14 is going to be more alkaline. Everything lower below seven is going to be acidic. And... Then I ask people, well, why do you want to be alkaline? And then they go, I have no idea. I just know it's supposed to be good for me. And then it goes into this whole thing of free radicals. And people are like, well, what's the important? I've heard the word free radical. What is a free radical? And you start to explain that, okay, every cell has an atom. Every atom has a nucleus or center. It's got these little electrons that are orbiting it. And when one of the electrons is stripped of it, the cell becomes very unstable and it attacks the healthy cell next to it, trying to strip it of its electron to repair itself. And it creates this cellular damage, this chain reaction. So when you eat fruit that are rich in antioxidants, antioxidants yes. are loaded with extra electrons. So when they go into your body, these fruits and things, they can repair those damaged cells so they're not attacking the other healthy cells. So you're repairing the cellular damage and Fruits are just a huge part of life. And if you really think about it, I, I agree with you. I think fruits should be eaten more than they are juiced. Mm -hmm. Me personally, that's what I think. I think, but I, you should be eating berries. If you can handle bananas, everything, all these fruits and vegetables organically, right. non-pesticide, you'll right. start to repair yourself on a cellular level. And if your body's acidic, you're going to be a breeding ground of free radicals. It right. just creates that environment to destroy havoc on a cellular level and create those diseases. And you raise your pH and 
you eat a lot of foods that are rich in antioxidants to stop those free radicals, you're going to be a different person. And and, and talking to you, it sounds so simple. Like, so like, just go have some fruit and uh, like have some veggies. I mean, it sounds like... All that's happening when you eat fruit. (laughs) (laughs) It's... it's not supposed to be that hard. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think we've created this like, you know, sort of standard of like, it is hard to eat healthy. It is expensive to eat healthy. I mean, it isn't that expensive. It isn't that hard. Um, if again, going back to the basics, I mean, we've just created this whole idea that it is, it takes time to, to put together a salad or to put to, you know, how how much time does it take to eat fruit yeah. and to take that to work or i'm also a huge fan of fermented foods so mm. i think that is really important in people's diet because of the i we have 10 times more bacteria in our body than we do cells <laughs> so and that just has seemed to become a big deal what in the last 2 years which is also you you know we've been talking about how it's been around forever Beneficial bacteria is important. Um, 90% of your serotonin is produced in your gut. I mean, we, none of us have enough beneficial bacteria in our gut. So I'm a big proponent of probiotics, probiotics. Even my family is like, if they have a headache, they, are, they joke with me, don't tell me I'm take a probiotic for the headache. But I almost want them to. It's like, you can't get enough. Mm. So I do, I do those supplement with all my clients with very large doses of probiotics. And I do try to get them to eat like tempeh and sauerkraut and kimchi and miso if it agrees with them. And I, on a daily basis, to have a little of that apple cider vinegar is another great one in regards to um, helping digestion and, and the fermentation process of that. So it's all about the balance, I feel, too. You know, you, you've got. I've met people who go, oh, I'm going to only eat fermented food. And it's all that balance of, like, I'm half Japanese, and my grandmother used to drink kombucha. Mm -hmm. But the kombuchas that we drink here in America are like big gulps. Yes. They drink literally like four ounces. My grandma drink like four ounces, if you can imagine that. Half a cup of kombucha, and that was like the daily dose. So you can... You know, you can overload on certain things, right? Instead mm-hmm. of drinking a 64-ounce kombucha, <laughs> you know? Right. So it's all about balance, and I think fermented foods are great. And you're only as healthy as your gastrointestinal health. I um, know. It's so true. I mean, that the kombucha has also become a... You're right. Balance is so huge in this whole world of health and well-being. Because we don't, we don't eat within balance, mm. and we don't mentally work within balance, and we don't love and have our relationships in balance. Right. So um, it does all play into your optimal, vibrant health. And, mm. and you, I've been seeing a lot of survival people that we're all surviving. So it's like it feels so crappy that we don't know what, what thriving means. Mm-hmm. Thriving is where the goodies are, where like life is, you know, where you do the things you really want to do and where you're really filled up with all of the good stuff and nobody, everybody's surviving. Yeah. I love that. Thriving, not just surviving. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. (laughs) Um, Let's talk a little bit about lifestyle changes and the way it affects our mind, our body, our stress levels, especially when we're living in a city or urban environment. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for people on how to create that balance between work, play, taking care of yourself, and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Um, that's a lot, too. Yeah, I know. It's hard to answer these questions in a short amount of time. Um, Lifestyle-wise, I feel like, um, of course, first, first of all, we don't get enough sleep. So when I ask my clients what time they go to bed, it's usually midnight, one, two, and our body resets itself between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. So it knows when it's 10 p.m. and it knows, you know, knows when the time is. And so when you go to bed at midnight, you've lost two hours of resetting and cells regenerating and digestion, you know, doing its thing. So that is crucial and also sort of like the lemon water it's like a no-brainer um in the old days when it got dark and we used to get ready for bed melatonin kicked in and you know we'd go to bed at a decent hour but nowadays with what we have going on in our world and our electronics 
we're not going to bed till really late. Falling asleep watching the TV. Exactly. Exactly. Or on your Instagram, like <laughs> me sometimes, um, which is very bad to admit. <laughs> but it's sleep. Like if you get eight hours, I think you need eight hours. There's all different studies out there, but I really think the body needs eight hours of sleep. Mm. And you're a whole different person the next day. Um, that lifestyle was. Then you can handle what's coming at you because there is a lot of I feel like there's so much chaos around us so to find the calm amongst the storm Mm -hmm. especially with women and running households and having kids and having jobs I mean I don't think we were really built to have five jobs (laughs) and it takes a toll on us Um, plus we worry about everybody that's another thing so sleep is hugely important and breathing is also really important. We don't breathe. Like, I don't think I took a breath the first 50 years of my life when I look back. So, I mean, we don't sit and exhale and we don't know how to breathe properly. We're at the computer all day and we're holding our breath, right? Or we're, we're running around, like we said, eating and gulping our food and not really sitting and taking in the oxygen so that we need oxygen in our digestive system for it to really do its thing. We need that's the the fuel for the fire. Mm. Um, is those exhales and so I know meditating has become a big thing because it's had to because we're all so like wound up and and crazy out there. So I do love meditating. I know it's a hard for a lot of people. I have an app on my phone that's it's calm.com mm. and so in the middle of the day I'll walk around the block listening to the calm.com and it's a beautiful woman's voice and you can get your like you can get yourself back in your body you can listen for 2 minutes, 5 minutes, 10 minutes as long as you want. You don't have to do the whole 20 30 hour in meditation because it's hard when you have, like I said, the chaos going on, um, but to calm your mind and to calm your central nervous system, that's another thing that we don't really, we can't feel that our central nervous system is vibrating at a different level, but most of us are, are our central nervous system isn't calm most mm. of the time. So that's great. And another thing I love to do, which I think is crucial for everybody, is to find a reflexology foot massage place somewhere where they live. (laughs) And I have a bunch in my area in West Hollywood. There's a Chinese foot spa and they're like $30 for an hour foot massage. You can go in and soak your feet and get an hour foot massage and all your pressure points are in your feet. So there's there's so many great things but we're not like we're not taking care of ourselves in that way um we're not putting our oxygen mask first and we're not taking the time to go get an hour foot massage because you feel like you can't squeeze it in um and you just have so many things on your plate that you're not going to bed at a good time i mean i'm also a huge yogi so I'm, i'm there with you i think yoga is like a godsend it is the one thing that gets me calm and centered and feeling like I can handle anything that comes my way. So I I absolutely love yoga and I don't think I could live without it. And I think it has been a huge healing process for a lot of my clients who don't feel well to, to start up yoga in any manner, in any way they can. So I love that. And then I'm also very much into energy healing. I think that's a very big, big thing these days. I love therapy, but energy healing, where someone can relieve you of blockages, of baggage, tons of baggage that you've been carrying around um, in this society. I think that we have a lot of things that block us. And I have an amazing energy healer that I've worked with for two and a half years, um, who is in LA, who helps a lot of clients of mine. And he is able to go in at a cellular level and cut the cord of that baggage Mm. that is stopping you from getting what you want in your life. And I think that's huge in terms of just lifestyle and trying to live the best life you can. So because we have a subconscious that is not letting us get to that next level and he has the ability to do that. There are a lot of other things that have the ability to do that, but I know working with him has changed people's lives. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that leads us into what I was going to ask you next was dealing with unresolved emotions and coming 
to the process of healing, you know, uh, dealing with things that you've experienced throughout your life, um, whether that was trauma, a loss of a loved one, abuse, the whole gamut of things that we carry with us if we haven't let it go. We're hiding it somewhere in our subconscious, even if we're not thinking about it daily. It's just there. It's so scary. It's, um, I mean, I shouldn't say it is scary because it's something that can be deal- dealt with just like the cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It can be healed. Um, I don't know if you know, but the first seven years of your life, your subconscious is fully downloaded. Had you ever heard that before? Mm-hmm. Um, we operate 95 to 98% out of our subconscious today. So I'm operating... So those first seven sort of, I stretch it to 10 years, if any trauma went on, you know, you carry that with you. You're right. It's like, it's in there and it's really hard uh, to get rid of it um, in terms of really yourself to get rid of it, to really tap into what the trauma was and what happened. So it's been a lifesaver for me to... I started doing this work, the energy and releasing trauma about eight years ago, and it changed my life in every way. Um, I went to another energy healer who was amazing for six years, and there was a lot of trauma that she talked to me about that I was aware of, but wasn't fully like aware of. I thought I had dealt with it in therapy, but I hadn't really ever fully let it go. So... It's so that part is crucial. There's a lot of amazing books, which I'm sure you probably know about, like Louise Hay Mm. writes, you know, about healing with certain ailments, you know, connect to traumas and things in the past. And And she gives you tools in that book to release things. Totally. And that, that is so crucial. Um, and a lot of the books that I've read on cancer too, there were, there were traumas that went on that weren't dealt with. And then when they got the cancer, they dealt with the trauma like I did and were able to heal and cancer didn't come back or ailments didn't come back. So, um, that's really important these days. I I feel like with my clients, that's what I want to do for them. I don't, I can't let them get rid of the traumas for them, but I can actually tap into what is causing trauma and why they're where they're at, why they have the health issue. I definitely at, try to get to the root cause. And usually it's something that it's post-traumatic stress, it's fear, it's trauma. They came into the world, you know, not in a safe environment. And so it makes sense why they're where they're at. Yeah, I mean, even when we're talking about trauma and cancer and all these things that have to be talked about diplomatically and sensitively, um, I think it's important to have these candid conversations. I've had family members, very close ones, my grandmother and stuff who have come down with cancer and different things in their life. And I think it's important to talk about them like we are, very frank, but with unequivocal answers, answers that are really going to make some big differences, make some big changes in people's lives. Um, And like you said, it all also depends on how you approach it. Are you really positive in the belief and the energy and the will behind what you're about to do? Or you're like, no, I'm only doing it because I want to try it out for like a week. And if nothing happens, I'm doing something else. Right. It's all that mental results. Yeah. It's all that mental drive that's behind it all. Um, We'll detour into some superfoods and what they do and (laughs) what they do for the body and... um, you don't have to name all of them, obviously, because okay. there's a bazillion out there. <laughs> there but are. I mean, really, every every fruit and everything's actually a superfood. If you really think about, I always think that's True. funny. I'm like, oh, we have to eat a lot of goji berries, <laughs> but really, you got like blueberries, bananas, job. You can say something amazing about every fruit and vegetable. That's why I was laughing when you asked that. When you were going to ask that question, I'm like, oh my god, where do I go with this one? <laughs> Let's name some um, obscure sounding ones. Obscure sounding ones. Well. Um, superfoods, yeah, you're right. Superfoods these days are really the real foods with the real nutrients, and um, that I think they do the most good for our body. But superfoods have become like huge, just like supplements. Mm. Um, yes, goji berries are really full of you know antioxidants and vitamin C and and protein, and they're awesome for the body. Yeah. Um, I love and I love maca. Um, that's another superfood that's out there. Um, I, I do love the gelatinized maca. It's like a, it's more of a heated version. It's not the raw. Um, again, 
different people react differently to raw and to the the cooked version. Um, a lot of my clients are better with the cooked, so that is very much um, great for balancing hormones and energizing. Um, Balances out the endocrine system. That's yes. The pituitary gland, thyroid gland, all that good stuff. And that is the fastest growing issue right now is all of that is the endocrine system being out of whack and the hypothyroidism Hashimoto's and right adrenal chronic fatigue and um, all these superfoods are great for it ashwagandha mm -hmm. is another one I absolutely love um, great for endocrine system for thyroid um, balancing out hormones and um, I love that one that is that's been sort of in my repertoire for a while um, also I think of like you know, flax and chia and hemp mm. as superfoods. They I, totally are. I glump them together because I, I use all three of them. Um, protein and fiber and omega-3s. The omega-3s, I think, are crucial um, in terms of, you know, anti-inflammatory and also mood enhancers. Yeah. Um, and I love those. I can't get enough. Um, what else is on my list? Oh, I love also Tulsi tea, mm. holy basil. Um, I drink that all day long um, because it, it actually acclimates to your stress. It helps with when you're really hyper to calm you down and when you have low energy to give you, to give you energy. It, it's amazing. Like you drink a cup of tea and you're a little tired and it does give me energy and perks me up. And I love that. It's, um, it's one of my favorites I give to like most clients. And um, oh, and um, the mushrooms. So the mushrooms are fabulous for immune immune function. Mm. Um, I also can't get enough of all of the chaga and and um, also love oh and ginseng. Yeah. So it list goes on and on. on and on and on. I joke around with my wife all the time. She'll be like, "Oh, what do you want for breakfast?" And I'll yell from the room, uh, "I want uh, coconut yoga with chaga rishi, uh, cacao," and I go down this whole list of things. And she's like, what? And I go, oh, I need ashwagandha in it. And then she, then she starts laughing. She's like, oh my God. I'm like, we don't have any ashwagandha. Mm. You see all these hilarious sounding things. You have to have a sense of humor about right. it. Because it sounds so crazy and funny. And I know. But I also, I have to say, um, I do love all these things. And I think with, again, in moderation. Yeah. But our society has gone like overkill with it. And so you, you do go to Erewhon and you go to the tonic bar and you get a drink with all of those things you were just <laughs> mentioning, you know, all the, the reishi and the ashwagandha and the shishandra berry. And I don't think your body knows how to, <laughs> to what to do with it. It's like, what the hell are you giving me? It's the best $40 drink you ever had <laughs> in your life. <laughs> that is true. It's a $40 drink. And I, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's so great. I think yeah. that I love how these things can come into your life and at some moderation level, if you're having certain issues and the maca is great, you know, for energy and hormones, or if you're having thyroid issues and um, ashwagandha is great. So I think they're, they're, yeah, goji kind of is good for anything and the, and the whole, all the chia. And it's like, it's like cooking too many spices in a, in a recipe. It doesn't taste good. True. That's you want to heal your body. Less, less is more. Take one or two at a time, not a hundred at a time. And then right. your body can process it correctly. Cause you can't tell what works and what doesn't yeah. if you do that. So, and I think that we are grabbing for like a quick fix and yeah. the quick fix is, is doing damage. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, yes. Give us a little bit of uh, a pre-book release synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> My book, um, well, it's called Cancer Hacks. And um, the reason it's focused on cancer is, of course, because we talk, what we talked about was my cancer diagnosis and my husband passing away of cancer. But what it really is about is healing. I think cancer is any health issue. So I just, it's just called cancer, but mm. it could be any kind of health issue you're dealing with, depression and anxiety and digestive and so on and so forth. So I put together 10 things that I feel give us cancer and give us these health issues. And it's all the things we we're talking about. It's, you know, it's alkalinity, it's bad foods, it's toxins, and it's, um, we didn't talk about viruses or parasites in the body, but it's, you know, it's a Part lot. Part two. And it's emotions, unresolved emotions, it's stress, 
and um, and I give holistic solutions to them. So it's really a guide to knowing that you know just because someone in your family might have had cancer. Um, I want people to not feel fearful that, wow, my mom had breast cancer, so, oh my God, I could get breast cancer. I don't believe in that. Genetics is a very small portion of why we get these health issues. Um, I think it's the bigger picture is what's in the book is all these factors come into play. It's, It's the electronics, it's the toxins, it's the food, it's the no sleep, it's the stress. Um, it's not giving yourself the break um, emotionally to unwind and that's what gives us cancer and that's what gives us illnesses and that's that's what the book's about and in the back of the book it has a seven-day healing cleanse Mm. Um, so it's really staying true to my cleansing lifestyle it's just really whole nutrient-dense foods with like health tips and recommendations daily and affirmations sort of how to, to get yourself back in your body and stay present in your life. And when you are eating and drinking these healthy foods that you enjoy them and you feel like they are doing really good things for you. So your body connects the mental and the physical part. So I'm super excited about it. The official launch is, is June 13th. Mm. And um, so it is on Amazon at the moment, Kindle and paperback edition. And it is my first book, and it is (laughs) nerve-wracking to have a book out there. Um, But it feels so amazing to have finished the Mm. book and and to and to potentially help even more people than I do today. That's that's my goal. I like I said earlier, I love helping people, and I want them to know. I don't want them to be afraid. Mm. Like I don't want them to live in fear. And because I, I said, I do believe that these health issues can be healed, cancer can be healed, and there are a lot of great resources out there, and you just got to find the right ones. Yeah. It took me a long time to find the right <laughs> ones, I have to say. Um, are there any final thoughts? The final thought is that um, I, I hope for anybody listening, like I, I guess I could can't say it enough is that um, your body is miraculous and it does know how to heal and it does know how to recover from things Um, and if you just give your body a chance and yourself a chance to to heal um, you know anything is possible in your life and don't let the obstacles get in your way because um, I just feel like life, there's so many possibilities. There's so much out there for people. And I'm 56. And wow, you look I, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I've never felt better in my entire <laughs> life. Like I feel better than I did when I was in my 30s. So I got to reinvent myself and I got to do what I, now I get to do what I'm passionate and I have a purpose. And my kids are all now, my last one is going to college. So I have four. And so it feels so amazing that I'm not sitting home going, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life with all of them gone? I will miss them terribly, but I have something that I get to do that I love. And that's a lot of women that I know out there who are in the same boat that I am. I want them to know that you can reinvent yourself. You can feel better. You can feel energized. You can look younger and you can have the life that you want and you can have a, and you can have a different kind of life that you had before if that wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So in short, everybody, thrive, don't just survive. Yay. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. It was a joy. It was an honor. All right, everybody, have a great day. Thank you for listening.